Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to the official MSA National Podcast. Alhamdulillah, today we are humbled and honored to have the one and only, you already know who he is, Sheikh Yasser Birjaz with us today. Alhamdulillah, Imam and Sheikh Yasser Birjaz is the Imam at Valley Ranch Center in Texas. He's also an instructor at Al Maghrib. And if you already don't know, he is the pro when it comes to any and all love and marriage advice. It's February, Valentine's is near the corner. It's the month where all we see is advertisements of love and everything. So we decided, you know what, let's talk about that. Let's have a nice and engaging discussion with Sheikh Yasser because we all know what we're thinking. Let's kind of talk about it. So without further ado, Assalamu alaikum Sheikh Yasser. Jazakallah khair for joining us today. Alhamdulillah Rabbi Doing great so far. Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with health, Ya Rabbi Alameen, and continue to bless us with the, with the ni'am. Uh, subhanallah, trying times. But uh, uh, we're very grateful for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us safe and, uh, and give us opportunity during this time. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Ameen, ameen, ameen. So, so Sheikh Yasser, it's, it's kind of funny. And, and before we kind of get to the crux of things, uh, and as we were just mentioning earlier, it's so crazy because, you know, just, you know, several years ago, maybe five years ago, I was in college myself. And I had the amazing opportunity to benefit uh, from your courses when it comes to marriage. And uh, it wasn't until, at least for me, college, when I started thinking about marriage and when I was thinking more about my future with a potential partner and things like that. When I was in high school, it was just basketball, basketball, basketball. And then obviously, once once college starts, uh, those, those thoughts started to arise. And it was the same thing with my peers and things like that. So alhamdulillah, uh, I think this is a great time to have this topic uh, because things have definitely, yeah, all you. I'll ask you a question about this right now. Now that you brought it up, instead of yeah. you asking me the question, let me ask you the question right now. Okay, let's do it. What is what is it with college students and marriage? All of a sudden, once you hit college, everybody wants to start talking about getting married, you know, starting family, starting a new life, and having a life partner and so on. I, I know the answer to myself, basically, but I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> if you would tell me, because when you go and you start talking with each other about a subject, why exactly this is something that is important hits you hard specifically when you hit when you go into college why you know that's a really good question and i was actually speaking to my wife about this beforehand too and what i think both of us were thinking of is a lot of us feel that when you're in college it's like the prime of your life if you will uh, whereas once college ends you'll be working and it may be harder to find a specific spouse so i think both of us felt that when you're in college you know, when you're in the MSA or what or, or have you, that's kind of a time where you feel like you can find a spouse a lot easier than once you get into the, the real world or the rat race, if you will. Nah. It's interesting because subhanAllah, I remember myself as well too, being in college back in those days, Yanni. Um, there are three topics uh, that students will always talk about. Number one, bashing some teachers and some professors. <laughs> Number two, talk about marriage. Number three, talking about gin stories. I don't know why, but these are the main thing that people used to talk about back in those days. But marriage is a common thing. No doubt, marriage was a common thing as well for people to discuss and to talk about. And I, I think personally, the reason for that is basically when you start going into the school and start, you know, kind of like have plenty of time and a lot of socializing and so on. SubhanAllah, this is when the miracle of Allah just starts coming into your life. And that miracle that he, he uh, promised in Surah Ar-Rum, 
when he says, Woman Ayati and Khalakalakum Nafusikum Azwaja, and among your signs is this that he has created for you from amongst yourselves, your spouses, your partners, your mates. For what? To find peace and tranquility with them. So that you find peace and tranquility with them. And he says, after that. So you could find peace and tranquility with them. And he placed between your hearts love and mercy. Indeed, there are signs in there for those who reflect. So obviously looking for a partner uh, for life, it's all about finding that peace and tranquility. I keep telling people, listen, when Allah created uh, Adam السلام, he took that uh, rib from his, from his body. From there, he created the uh, Hawa or Eve, meaning his partner. So Adam's body, Adam's structure basically is missing a very valuable piece, a very important piece. And that piece is the closest to the heart. And that's why as we reach that age, we start kind of feeling shaky a little bit because we're missing that piece. We're looking for that piece. Mm -hmm. So that's why the lady, she's looking, you know, for this man and the man is looking for that lady. We're looking for that, uh, uh, that moment of really like the, uh, the piece of the puzzle that brings peace and tranquility for you. So this is why I believe at that age in particular, at the very beginning of this adult life, people start kind of like, hey, where is that missing piece? I'm looking for that one. Uh, for I think this is one of the greatest reasons why college students, you know, they want to find this kind of sense of uh, uh, partnership uh, because they were looking for that peace and tranquility. Mm, SubhanAllah, may Allah reward you. That was so articulate yeah. and, and, and so true. Now, now, Sheikh Yasser, kind of getting now into the the, cru uh, the crux of things when it comes to marriage, especially in, in, in college. You know, a lot of the times students or anyone, they're always kind of focusing more so on what they expect from a spouse. And we'll get to that. But I wanted to ask you, kind of looking inwards, what are some ways and qualities that one should try to strive for themselves personally before looking externally for others in marriage, inshallah? It's a very interesting thing, you know. Um, I usually uh, tell the person who asked me for this to answer it in a question. Are you, are you willing to um, marry yourself, basically? Like, would you marry you? What does that exactly mean? Look at your qualities. If you think that you are, your qualities qualify you to marry, to marry yourself in that sense, then you probably may be most likely almost there. Uh, but if you see that you're still lacking this and lacking that and lacking this and lacking that, don't try to find perfection on the other person. Mm -hmm. You're going to get exhausted and tired trying that. And unfortunately, a lot of young people, when they get married, they're looking for someone to make them better. Got it. That's, that's a very good point, though. You want someone who would add to your life, not subtract from it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want someone to make you better, then are you going to make them better? So in this case, if you want to marry someone who is religious because you're less religious, then qualify yourself to get to the level where you feel comfortable looking for someone at the same level. If you want to marry somebody who is, mashallah, uh, you know, engaging, social, this and that, then look at yourself. Uh, do you keep it to yourself all the time? You know, hiding in your, in your dorm or your room or even on, the, on your phone or your social media? Or are you out there with the people? And, and meaning people, getting to know people, smile and laugh with them and participate and volunteer and so on. Whatever quality you're looking for in a spouse, try your best to acquire something similar to that. Because at the end of the day, marriage is partnership. It's not really ownership, which means you need to also chip in. You need to put in. And if you're looking for someone that will make you better, again, you need to make sure to say, hey, 
I have these qualities that will make you better as well, inshallah ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, that's amazing. So then would you say it's okay for someone to say, hey, this is who I want uh, in a spouse, but I'm not on that level. So what I'm going to do right now is focus on striving to be on that level, inshallah, such that when the time comes, I would hope to have someone where I strive to be. Is that something you, you'd say it's okay? I think so. I mean, but at the same time, we have to understand life is a journey. What does that mean? By the time you get there, where you feel that you're comfortable right now to start looking for a spouse at that level, perhaps your mindset right now is aspiring to the next level. And that is, that is the, the, the nature of life. Every time we reach a benchmark, we're looking for the next station, for the next point, for the next this, for the next that. Well, all of this is beautiful and amazing. Uh, but you need to reach a comfort, comfort zone in your life where you think that, okay, this is the time when I start looking, inshallah ta'ala. I'm serious about this situation right now. Then, uh, uh, so again, in terms of spirituality, work on this. In terms of finances, work on this. In terms of your education, whatever that you, even physical, actually. So if you want to lose weight or gain weight or become fit or this and that, work on this. The idea is whatever you're looking for in a spouse, you have to understand that other person is probably also looking for qualities might be similar to them. Because marriage is about compatibility. Yep. It's about compatibility. The, the more compatible you are with each other, the better it is. Now, I'm not saying that opposites don't attract. Probably they do, actually. And that is the, that's the, the magical thing about, about love. Uh, love is a mystery. Marriage is not. You might not be able to explain how attraction happens and why people get attracted to these qualities that others might find them to be inferior or even too superior to them and so on, uh, comparing to others. But we can tell you how marriage works. Because marriage is just like a piece of puzzle, just like physics and math. And I know a lot of people hate physics and math and so <laughs> on. But there are rules for everything. That's the point that I'm trying to make. And if you play by the rules of marriage, you'll make a wonderful relationship no matter how odd the, the couples are with each other. But if you follow the rules, you make things better, inshallah ta'ala. But if you try to um, make your own rules, let me put it this way, because you think I can do this, I'm smart enough to do that, or you know what, people need to believe in this, accept this and accept that, it doesn't work that way. You have to accept. That's all about giving and take. Now. Subhanallah. Jazakallah khair. That was, that was amazing. Uh, well, now, Sheikh Yasser, as the, the kids say, we're going zero to 100, inshallah. So we're kind of warming up. And now we're going to start getting a little bit more to the, the, the questions that I'm sure a lot of our students may have in mind right now. Uh, so, and, and, I, and I'm anxious myself, of course, and excited to hear your response to this as well, inshallah. So let's say now, right? So we kind of were talking about what should one look for in a spouse? How should one uh, strive to be a better person inwards as well? But now let's say we have students right now who may potentially have someone or they're ready to pursue someone, right? They're ready to start the process, if you will. How would you suggest them going about so in the halal manner? No. Can we take a step back a little bit and ask another question? Yes, absolutely. Before we get to this point, when do you even know that you're ready for it? Mm. I mean, I know that a lot of young, young guys and girls, they, once they hit the college, especially among freshmen, to be honest with you. Yep. Uh, freshmen, the moment they hit college, the first thing on their mind is starting a relationship. Right away. Uh, or a lot of them. I don't want to be stereotypical. But yep. a lot of them, they go into this mindset. They're coming from high school. They want to get into college. That's a sign of maturity. It's the initiation process into adulthood and so on. So 
And again, looking for peace and tranquility in this kind of like volatile environment of, of stress and deadlines and, and assignments and projects and this and that. You need to have this kind of, you know, escape, this spiritual escape, mental escape, emotional escape and so on. But when do you know that you're ready for that? That's the $1 million question. And I've been surveying a lot of MSA chapters, you know, for the past few years. And whenever I go and make a, they will always invite me to give talk on this subject, obviously. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, uh, subhanAllah, I asked the guys and the girls separately to give me a survey, making a survey among themselves. Like we, we, we split the, group, the, the whole entire uh, um, gathering into small groups of 10 or so. Sure. And then ask them simple questions. So we ask the guys, we tell them uh, uh, what makes guys delay their marriages. And we're asking the girls, what makes the girls delay their marriages? Now, this, this, this question, this survey is completely neutral. There is no introduction to it, no premises. We just ask them, put your answers there. Why do you think the guys will delay their marriages? And why would girls say no to proposals if they come their way, for example? Mm. So that is something very interesting because along the line of all, almost the chapters that I've asked and all the gathering I've done, even through my Love Notes class with the Maghrib Institute and the Fiqh of Love, the answer is almost identical. Maybe in terms of priorities, first versus second might be different, but overall, the same concept, the same principles. So I want to hear from you, Subhanallah. Right? You tell me. If I ask the girls to tell me what is the main reason for them to delay their marriages when they're in college, what would it be the answer to this? It's a good question. I guess maybe they feel that they're not ready to give up their current lifestyle. Maybe they feel that they're not ready uh, job-wise. I feel like a lot, a lot of women want to, mashallah, make a living and be uh, responsible mm -hmm. as well. So maybe they feel like they're, they're not there yet. Or uh, mm -hmm. maybe they just have false notions of guys uh, nowadays. Mm -hmm. they're, they're all valid points, what you mentioned. And they are mentioned on the list that I get from the sisters, from the girls. Mm -hmm. But the number one reason for, the, for them to say no to a proposal while they're still in college, ironically, it's usually actually because of their parents. Subhanallah. Mm, their parents that delay their marriages. Uh, and why is why did their parents delay their marriages? Because, because they want them to finish, finish school first. Mm. And why their parents want them to finish their school first? Because that's their, their baby. Um, no, I wish. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is where I get really agitated and get really yeah, upset about the, 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 uh, the kind of conditioning we put with our children and we give our daughters, our sisters, mm. including the boys as well. too. So the reason why we want them to finish school first, because we tell them just in case. Which means this is like a safety net. Mm. If marriage goes down, if marriage goes south, does it do well with you for you? then alhamdulillah at least you have your your degree you have your job you have this and that you can fall on solid ground mm, subhanallah this conditioning is awful because we're giving our daughters that the worst motivation for college the worst motivation for school the worst motivation for for career it's just you know a safety net it's never really because this is makes you smart enough to 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 go through challenges it makes you a good uh, um, negotiator. It makes you, a, you know, all these beautiful skills that we, we, we're supposed to be going for education for. Instead, we condition them in the wrong way. 
that education is only, you're doing this simply because you're gonna get married eventually and marriage can be horrible. So therefore you're gonna have to have an exit door. This is the worst motivation we give to our sisters. So I tell the sister, listen, you're not going to school or finding a job just to save yourself from a bad marriage. You're doing this because you, you wanna do this for yourself. I understand that, but it has to be for a good reason. Some of it is maybe because I want to help the people. I want to help the community. I want to do this for myself. I would love, I love this subject. I have no problem with all these things. But doing it because just in case, now that is the worst motivation we give our sisters. Now regarding the boys, when you ask the guys, yeah, what is it that delayed them, their marriages and why they, they maybe delay their official proposal for marriage, obviously. Now you tell me, you, what's, what's the number of things the guys will say that would make them say no? or at least wait a little bit longer before they propose, what would it be? So, so you're saying if a boy gets a proposal, what, what would be the reason they say no? It's, it's really that they will get proposals anyway. Of Let's course. be real about yeah. this. Or, 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 or like, no, as in like why they, they don't want to get married just yet. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not interested in getting married in the first year, second year. Uh, let's be real about it as well. Of they course. might get involved into relationships. Exactly. I think but that's are, are they ready? Are, are they really taking it seriously for marriage or are they just going to pass in time until they finish college? Right? Yeah, I think I think for from a guy's perspective, many of them just aren't ready to commit. Uh, to, to that's one of absolutely. But what's what's kind of commitment for them in terms of what is making them feel ready for it to commit? I, I guess it's just the responsibility that it entails, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. making sure you uphold the trust, making sure you now you can't I mean, you can't do what you may have done. The sacrifice that's entailed, uh, with, you mm -hmm. know, giving the rights to your wife. You can't just be a, a bachelor, mm -hmm. if you will, 24 seven like you may be. So that may scare uh, guys. That is one of the top, one of the top five reasons why they delay their marriage. They say, you know, a, a fear of commitment, fear of commitment, fear of commitment. I'm just like, subhanAllah, back in the days, the young guys, they wanted to get married because getting married was the passage to adulthood, is the initiation passage to being an adult. Mm -hmm. Today, we live in a culture, no one wants to become an adult. As a matter of fact, we shoot ourselves with buttocks, you know, uh, shots just to stay younger. Uh, even the older ones don't want to be younger, don't want to be old anymore. So that sense of maturity and being uh, sensible as you age, no one care about this. No, we care about being old and cool. So as a result, if I can delay that by being younger and younger, stay younger because they don't have any commitment, why not? It's a plus for them. Uh, and that is part of the overall culture. So lack of commitment exists over here. But the main issue for them, why they delay that, because their commitment requires from them what? To be in financially independent. Yep. So the, the, the main factor for them is to be financially independent. Even if they, even if they accept a concept of egalitarian marriage, which both husband and wife provide income to the household and so on. So, but there is that psychological factor in it where the man feels that, you know what, it's my duty to provide for my family. My wife can keep her money for herself, but you know what, I'm the man of the house. I want to do this, I want to do that. Of course, these kind of principles are unfortunately eroding in our culture, new culture society. But it's because of the financial aspect of the relationship and the marriage, a lot of men delay their, their, their marriages. Uh, although, subhanAllah, the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, to keep things simple and easy, but our financial obligations to initiate marriage are becoming so bizarre that people just get exhausted by the time they get married. They just kind of like, they're almost bankrupt, unfortunately.
Mm. So for them, it's financial. So what I do tell kids and young men and women as a, regard, as a, as a uh, yeah, in response to this is, listen, if you know that the girl, while she's in school, she might not be ready to say yes. And the guy, if he doesn't have a stable job, he's not going to be saying yes. So if you're still both of you in college, take it easy on yourself. You don't want to start the commitment early in the school year that might last two, three years. And subhanAllah, you both know that the answer that will, you'll get from your families most likely will be wait. Not just because of that. Another reason for this is that when young men and women, they commit too soon in a relationship mm -hmm. and they don't have a full marriage, just you know, kind of commit to each other until we graduate. It sounds sweet and beautiful and, and cozy and so on. But in reality, uh, if they're going to commit, let's say, in the freshman year, uh, you mature as you, as you grow into the relationship. And as a result, you start learning new things about life. Your taste might change. Your values might change. Your perception of things might change. And as a result, if you hold yourself behind for someone who is not really ready for, for commitment, uh, it's going to be a very difficult, um, I don't want to say breakup, but very difficult path to fulfill those beautiful emotions in the future yeah yeah and it happens it happens heart, heart heartbreaks and whatnot i mean i i was in college and we're being 100 percent with each other so students we've all heard it we've all seen it and inshallah we, yeah. we, we want to to avoid it um, inshallah well well i guess sheikh yasser uh, kind of bringing things now into the pandemic right uh, obviously subhanallah uh these are these are different times than of times past and I know we were talking a lot about kind of, uh, you know, what happens early on when the process starts or the, the issues that the brothers and sisters may have when getting a proposal or why they would not even want to look into marriage. Right. But now what about those students who want to get married, uh, who, who feel like they have uh, the qualities? It's, it's time for them to do so, but they don't know how to do so, especially with COVID here. What advice would you give to those students going to their imams, going to their MSAs in, in a halal manner? What, what's your advice for that? Well, if they're, alhamdulillah, they both realize they're ready for it. Let's say they're, they're both in the, in the senior year, for instance. Sure. And alhamdulillah, he's already, mashallah, he had an internship before. So he had a, been hired already. So a job is lining up for him. For her, the same thing, probably. Uh, if she's having, alhamdulillah, she's satisfied with her education or she wants to pursue more, or even she wants to be on a job or something like that. As long as there's mutual understanding from the couple, that's good to know, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Once they're ready, once they know that they're ready for this, inshallah ta'ala, then they start looking for, of course, uh, looking into the process. Now, I want to be real about the situation here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, they ask, hey, if you know somebody, can you talk to them? Can you propose to them? Do you have to go to the family and so on? Well, our traditional way is all about keeping modesty, you know, in place when we treat each other uh, and deal with the opposite gender. So that is the standard basically for us. <clears throat> However, speaking of what's going on on the ground, it's completely different. Boys and girls already speak with each other. They already deal with each other. Uh, some of them are too comfortable in the social gatherings, which might honestly cross a few lines. And some, alhamdulillah, they keep their, you know, their formal distance uh, between each other, and they only work on the MSA uh, projects or activities and so on. But again, they keep it for themselves outside of this environment and so on. If you already know somebody, and if you're already interested in somebody, then the first thing you should know really is try to 
make sure they're available and they're interested in getting married. Because if you're gonna start, you know, kind of like putting yourself out there and, and uh, um, because you're just very hopeful and you try once and again and again, and again, you're gonna get hurt more many, many times. And that's when the guys develop as one of the top five reasons for them to delay marriages, uh, it becomes fear of rejection because mm. they're afraid to be rejected multiple times. So don't just throw yourself out there because someone alhamdulillah, is there and you, you like them, you wanna just propose to them. Make sure, how do you do that? Now, this is when it gets tricky because you need to look for, for, for you know, connections and networks over here. If you know friends who are married or someone knows some, someone's, let's say, sister who knows this person or his brother. So whichever way that it goes, find it through networks if you can. Now, alhamdulillah, you know the person is available. The person is willing to engage because they're in the, in the final semester or final year of their school, for example. That's great. Once we get to this point, inshallah ta'ala, and if they're, if they're interested, then in this case, you start probably maybe getting it seriously and talk to your families about it. Uh, you need to bring your family on board before you get yourself in an emotional mess. Because I know a lot of guys and girls, they're very hopeful. Oh, my parents love me. My parents were not going to say no, inshallah, because they know I'm about to finish and this and that and so and so. Mm-hmm. Well, you will be surprised when you go and you tell your mom, hey, I found this girl. Or you tell your dad or, or even a sister tells her mom, hey, I... There's this guy who's, you know, on, on, on the MSA, and I, I'm interested in him. I we were talking for some time. I want him to talk. I want you to know him. And the mother starts freaking out. Why? Because she has this guy lining up for for his, her daughter or or further son and so on. We need to make sure that our parents are actually on board. And the way to do that is to start acting like someone who is really qualified to get married, acting at home. Most of our young men and women today in college, they rarely spend time at home. They spend time more on college, more on campus. Of course, outside of the COVID era, we're talking about it right now. But usually we spend more time, you know, on campus with our friends. And when we come back home, we barely see our families, Aslan. So if this is the case, I mean, your parents don't really know what you're doing. You think that they know because they see you in and out with them. But they need to know that you're mature. Your bed is clean. Your room is taken care of and tidy. That you're responsible for your gas. You do this, you do that. So if you if you show them that some sense of responsibility at home and you help with the chores of the house and and you are a responsible person and this and that, they will definitely feel so honored to go and propose on your behalf. But if your parents don't see you being responsible around the house and you tell them, hey, I know this guy or I know this girl that I want to propose to her, what do you expect your parents to say? they are going to be so freaked out, you know, listen, wait, what about, because they don't see you still mature enough for this step. So the first thing I want to ask these guys, actually, and girls, is to show responsibility around the house that would help your parents say yes to you when you come to propose, when you come to propose or proposal comes to you. That's very important thing. Uh, After that, uh, if the families, alhamdulillah, they're on board, then everything is, is great. So you, you take permission, you talk with each other, get to know each other more, inshallah ta'ala, until the, the nikah is done and then the wedding, whatever time they, they suggest for themselves. If someone doesn't have access to the parents around them, in this case, I hope if they have senior, uh, maybe uh, people in the community or elders in their own campus, let's say, if they know uh, people in graduate school or married, for instance, and so on, they can help them reach out to other people and so on. 
So there are a lot of ways to do that, a lot of ways to do that if we are ready for it. However, I personally notice a phenomenon that's very strange and weird. And maybe you can uh, confirm this or maybe uh, <laughs> object to it, Akhir Subhan. I noticed that the guys and the girls, when it comes to choosing someone for marriage, they're less likely to choose someone from their campus. They're less likely to choose someone from their MSA chapter. Instead, they go all the way across the ocean, probably, or all across the country, or across the city and state, and they would show interest in someone who's a different city, different state, different uh, uh, university, and so on. Have you noticed that? Well, I'm trying to, as you're speaking, I'm trying to think about myself. And it's kind of funny because myself, my wife, and all our siblings, we actually all got married from the same school. So all eight of us all married uh, from the same school. But I could see where you're coming from, from a student's perspective. And the, the, the reasoning for that may be such that it's like a fresh start. Maybe they want a fresh start, someone who doesn't know about their reputation at a certain school or things like that. that that's what I would think. But um, well, well, Facebook and Instagram doesn't doesn't leave you any option. Danny. You're right. going to know. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, uh, subhanAllah, I noticed that because every time I go there and I ask the guys and the girls, how many of you are single? And, you know, about 90 percent of the hands go up. Yep. And one of their issues, they say there is no suitable match. I said, are you guys kidding me? Look at all these guys and girls. They're all single. <laughs> and they say there's no, no, no suitable match. It seems that the, more, the closer you get to each other uh, on, in school, the less likely they become attractive as a marriage material. Mm. I mean, yeah, every guy can be attracted to a girl or girl to a guy, for example, as, as a guy versus girl. But talking about marriage material, it's a whole different game. So therefore, subhanAllah, the closer you get to each other, the less likely they get you with your interest in this person for marriage. So that's why probably, like you said, they want a fresh start. Uh, I want to, because marriage, and that's a, the interesting thing about it, no matter how much you want to know about the person, an element of, uh, of mystery uh, is, is needed in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Something that, that is thrilling, you know, you, you want to surprise it, of course, not crazy surprises, but we're talking about an element of mystery, an element of thrilling, you know, thing about this person that would excite you to marry them or even approach them and so on. Otherwise, I've seen a lot of these young girls and, and guys, they know too much about each other. They become more like siblings and cousins. Got it. That they're just like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. So that's why they start looking somewhere else. Okay, subhanAllah. And, and just so much to think about. Yeah. I guess, Sheikh Yasser, you know, prior to us finishing, inshallah, and we'll, and we'll hope to finish off in a really night, light note. But I wanted to address one more topic with you, inshallah, in regards yeah. to marriage. And, and subhanAllah, I, I guess as I started to get a little bit older, I've seen this so much. And, uh, you know, I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Because I have people come to me all the time and tell me about their stories of, of how something like this happened. And essentially, it's, let's say, you know, we have two parents. Uh, they agree for both their, their children to get married, you know, whether they're in college, right after college, etc. The thing, however, is the nikah is extremely delayed. So an engagement happens, and then the nikah may be a year or two years or even undefined. And I've often, you know, have seen 
that the engagement would just break up, unfortunately, no, uh, because no. of an extremely delayed nikah. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm, I'm sure many students may know of someone or may even be going through a similar situation where their engagement is delayed. So I would love to hear your thoughts, inshallah. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan at all. Unfortunately, these engagements, which we call them engagements, unfortunately, a lot of them only to halal, to halalify the boyfriend-girlfriend relationship that happens there. Uh, because we know that this young man, young woman at 18, at 19, when they're still barely starting college, not ready for marriage. They don't even understand what marriage is. Yep. They only want to eat ice cream together. They want to watch the movies together, have popcorn. They want to just have the outing together. But to assume responsibility, I doubt we're ready for that. You know, when it comes to getting married, people, they used to strive to get married again as, a, as a, the rites of passage to become an adult. And no one wants to do that anymore. So therefore, uh, these long, these long uh, engagements, again, I'm not saying everyone, every engagement can be wrong or might lead to something wrong, unfortunately. Uh, but statistically speaking, I've seen a lot of uh, people do that. And the longer they drag this uh, uh, relationship, the less likely it will survive. Because right now, they start having issues and there's no real commitment. They're just having a promise to get married. If they had the nikah done, that's different. However, having the nikah done early in the school years, um, also at risk that the young boy and girl, you know, they consummate the marriage without the consultation with their parents, or at least without the knowledge of their parents, yep. because they're husband and wife. And, uh, uh, and if they are already going to be consummating the marriage, then why, why bother in delaying this whole uh, thing? It's because parents say they're not ready yet. Yeah, but then in this case, they hold them uh, hostage for that notion. When you finish school, we can do that. And now they're already living like a husband and wife, and they're going to have problems. And we're adding a problem for them that they're feeling guilty. They're just going you know, to consummate the marriage without letting you know, people know that this is the case. So I'm not a big fan of a long engagement. I always recommend for young men and women to focus on their school in the first two, three years. Yep. In the, towards the end of the third year, they start now thinking seriously about their future. And now that's when they're almost ready to graduate. That's when you look for someone for marriage, inshallah, wa um, uh, And then you can, you can have the engagement for uh, six months, one year, or even less than that. Uh, at least it's a reasonable timing until everybody, alhamdulillah, uh, is ready to move to the next chapter in their lives. But if you're going to make an engagement for two, three years or a nikah for two, three years until everybody finishes, and then, then we do the wedding and the walima. I'm not sure this would be a good idea. Got in it. Terms uh, of it. In terms of halal haram, it's permissible. You are allowed to do the nikah and delay the walima for a later time. That's fine. Uh, but the assumption, the cultural assumption is that you do the nikah, you delay the walima, it also means to delay the consummation of the marriage. Hmm. That's the assumption, obviously. Yep. Unless parents know that, hey, you guys are going to get married, it's okay. You can, you can kind of live with each other, you know, temporarily until... You finish your school, then we do the full wedding, and then you move in together to your apartment. If that's the parents' arrangement for them, that's that's up to them. Uh, I haven't seen. I don't want to say haven't seen, but it's it's there are a lot of variables there that can make sure. many things go wrong. Got it, got it. Well, 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 Sheikh Yasser, I wanted to end off in a very personal uh, note, inshallah, and, I, and I'm sure many students, uh, and I'm looking back at myself, have felt this. When, 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 when we're in college, as you mentioned early on, when, especially when talking about the guys, right, these feelings really start to happen, and I'm just pondering about myself. They, they do. 
And obviously, there's times where we may ourselves feel like we're not ready, although we want to get married, inshallah, and we want to work on ourselves. But let's be honest, with all the media that's being portrayed, especially now during, you know, in February, Valentine's Day, we're going to see it everywhere, not even on TV or on our phones. We'll see it when we're walking outside or driving outside. We'll see it on billboards, etc. And as much as we try to avoid it, it'll still, you know, incite some type of feelings like, wow, I wish I could have a loved one and things like that, etc. So for those who are striving to do things the right way and, and striving to be patient and focusing on their studies and, and waiting for the right time for them to get married, I wanted to end off by asking you, Sheikh Yasser, what advice do you have in terms of sabr uh, that, that a person can install into their, instill into their lives, inshallah, uh, for the right time? Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Unfortunately, I have to yani, be fair with them as well, too. Uh, we live in a time that the pressure and the temptation is way greater than it used to be before. And back in the days for someone to fall through this, um, they had to make an effort to put themselves in that situation. Now you don't even have to make any effort. It comes your way. So therefore, uh, we ask in our young men and women to swim against the current and the current is extremely strong. So definitely, definitely, it's not an easy battle. However, if you swim against the current, and inshallah ta'ala, uh, you survive it with Allah Azza wa Jal. You build good muscles, strong muscles, inshallah. You build good qualities. You learn, you know, to do it right with Allah Azza wa Jal. I mean, we always, the thing that we always need to keep in our mind in order to survive all these difficulties and hardships, thinking and learning and knowing and believing in a higher purpose, which means the life of this world is not the real life. I believe in a higher purpose. I believe in a second, in, a, in the next life, inshallah. So therefore, I'm going to do everything in my power in this world, in this life, to make things right, inshallah. What makes things right and wrong? As a Muslim, I believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us guidance in the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that's one thing from that perspective, believing in the high, in the high uh, power, inshallah, and a high purpose as well for this life. The second thing, the Prophet Sallallahu he recommends for us to be selective when it comes to our uh, um, our friends. Because a sahib sahib, you know, friendship and friends gravitate. So if you have friends who are, mashallah, uh, um, you know, great guys and great girls that you you, you trust your friend circle uh, and they lead you inshallah to do that, which is right, then make sure to hold on to them mm -hmm. and stay with them as Allah says in Surah Al-Kahf as well. Asking the Prophet means you need to maintain your presence with them. You need to make sure that you strive and, and, and be with them and, and remain steadfast with those who believe in Allah and they remember Allah during the day and during the evening. So like-minded people in that path is important as well to have inshallah. The third thing is keeping yourself spiritually uh, active inshallah. So you have your Mondays and Thursdays to fast because that's what the Prophet recommended for people who can't marry at that time. So if you fast Mondays and Thursday, for example, uh, make sure that you have, alhamdulillah, your prayers are uh, on time. Uh, make sure to have uh, some daily arrangement and engagement with the Quran, Another thing is also, this is in the positive side. and the negative side, make sure that you don't put yourself in, in, in a position where you feel compromised. Don't compromise yourself. Like, don't be in a gathering that is suspicious. Don't put yourself, you know, uh, in a situation that might make you compromise some of your values, uh, whether it's a Muslim setting or non-Muslim setting. 
uh, even in front of the internet, for example, don't compromise yourself. Because if you put yourself in this situation, you become an easy target and easy prey for the shaitan and the whispers of the shaitan. So always keep yourself intact, inshallah. And the last thing, I want you to start acting like you are getting married. What does that mean? Stay, become serious about life. I know there is so much we need to enjoy in this world, in this life. But there's a book by Dr. Philip Zombardo called Man Interrupted or Man uh, Disconnected. And he speaks about how unfortunately, unfortunately, the kind of culture we're living today in summary is, is failing our young men to launch into adulthood. So therefore, I want you to become serious about life. Make sure that you set goals for yourself, spiritual goals, financial goals, physical goals, uh, social goals, you know, academic goals, all these kind of things for the both boys and girls, inshallah, set goals. And make sure that you inshallah try to hit your target, bidnillah. Uh, and if something happens, adapt. It's okay. But you have to live a purposeful life. And hopefully, inshallah, that, that leads you, bidnillah, to the right direction. And obviously, all of this, all you're doing all of that, so that when the time is right for you, all these, inshallah, ta'ala, um, you know, amenities that you see out there on the shelves that you, chocolates and all that stuff, become available for you to participate in this kind of festivity, inshallah, ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And, and just pondering about what you were saying, Sheikh Yasser, and, and this is kind of just speaking very personally and openly, one thing that was very helpful for me is exactly what you said. There, there came a point in time where when, when I really wanted to get married, and, and, uh, and I told myself, what I'm going to start doing now is, even though I'm not married, and I don't know when I'm going to get married, but I'm going to act and I'm going to love my wife, who I don't even know right now. And by me doing that, that helped me uh, go through some of these temptations and things of that sort. So, alhamdulillah. May, may Allah reward you, Sheikh Yasser. So, 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 Sheikh Yasser, I know we were talking a lot about marriage, but we're going to finish off with something that we've been doing for the past couple of episodes. And this is something completely different, uh, much more lighter, and a lot of fun. And it's going to be called Rapid Fire, inshallah. So oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> just going to ask you like five questions, okay? And you just have to answer, inshallah. Very simple, fun, and just uh, something uh, for us to uh, learn a little bit more about you, inshallah, if that's okay. So here we go. Number one, what's your favorite food? <laughs> there is so much I love, actually. As a matter of fact, <laughs> if, if you ask this question in this moment right now, it's freshly baked bread because I'm baking one right now. Subhanallah. I love it. Okay, number two. What is your favorite quarantine activity? Reading. Love it. Well, that actually leads me to question number three. What is your favorite book? Oh, man. Uh, there are a lot of books. Bukhari. Sayyid Bukhari, actually. Subhanallah. How about this one? I think a lot of us have this in mind. What is the first place on your bucket list or the first place that you intend to travel once COVID is done, inshallah. Umrah, Mecca, Medina. Subhanallah. Now this last one, it's a very deep one, inshallah, and I think all of us will be able to benefit from your answer. What is the biggest life lesson you've learned so far that if you can go back and tell your younger self, you do it? Not to worry too much about the future. Live day by day and you'll be fine. Subhanallah. Well, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you, Shaykh Yasser. This is truly humbling. And I hope and pray, inshallah, that this will be of benefit, as I know it will, to so many people who hopefully listen to this, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Jazakallah khair. And I just wanted to thank all of you students for, for listening.
If you guys can please go ahead and like this video and share this video, tag your peers in the, in the comment section, it would truly be appreciated. And we'll see you on the next episode of the MSA National Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.